0: Anything big happened since our last show on Tuesday?
1: Uh, They they landed a rover on the moon tonight. So that's big news. That is big. Yeah. Um, That's good. Uh, Yeah, they lost to Wisconsin. A little expected, maybe. But, uh, you know, whatever.
0: uh, And by the way, I complained about the referees. You cannot tell me that I was seeing things in that game.
1: Yeah, they were real bad. That was they were incredibly bad. I legit
0: think they would have won the game if the referees had not interfered. I I legit most of the time I don't say that. I say they're bad and they affect the game and the flow of the game and all that kind of stuff. I literally think Maryland deserved to win if not for the there were because there were many besides the two blatantly bad ones.
1: Right, it's. It's it's tough to watch some of these games and it's it's tough to see the same players, types of players get the same types of fouls at certain schools. Just
2: it's,
1: (sighs) it's, it's, it's it's, it's tough for the product of college basketball and whatever. I mean, again, like, like, like you said, the season, unfortunately, is is probably probably kaput if you're if you're looking in terms of uh, the NCAA tournament. Um, but luckily, there are some positive things to be talking about, and that's that's kind of why we're here. Yeah, the well, charge call on
3: get... uh, DHS was one of the worst in history. It was very reminiscent of, <laughs> yes. of, of Greg Paul, the legendary Greg Paul. This one, yes, falls <laughs> in slow motion as the guy glides
1: <laughs> by in the dunk. <laughs> Yeah. The yeah. guy like fell sideways. Like like yeah. I, he was like standing perpendicular to, to DHS. DHS <laughs> going this way and he falls like the other way. Like I don't I know. I, no, I, no, we're not uh, gonna no, I'm not gonna do yeah.
0: that right now. Not gonna do that right now.
1: That that ref
3: <laughs> single handedly ru- ruined Larry's uh perfect scenario of making how you make the NCAA tournament. I, like I mean he really did Johnson was kind of a title, I think they would have won the plan. game.
0: I'm not joking. I think they would have won the game if the refs had not It seemingly intentionally forced a Wisconsin win. It's what it t- felt, like. It
3: right, felt well, like. Nobody cares. Let's talk about Derek Queen. Yeah, nobody Queen. Sure. Nobody but before, cares, we go,
0: before we go, I got a comment from Gary Simpson. Can't wait to see Larry's little subtitle thing is today. Don't disappoint us, Lawrence. And today, mine just says Freddie Mercury fan. Two days ago, it said, yes, Queen. So I thought that was pretty good. Paul's. I is, showed up.
1: I showed up late. I just stick with the same one. I'm sorry. I um, used that one was? the other day scared. and nobody noticed it.
0: Uh yeah, with not a goober. Yeah. I noticed. I noticed. At least one person got it, got it. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. So Gary, you'll have to tell me this is probably not as good as some of my others. Oh, he does like it. Okay. Cool. The Yaz Queen, I thought was pretty good. And the Wizard of Oz, I thought was really cool when they hired us as, as our of door so wizard of az <laughs> yeah
1: that's good stuff yeah. but yeah hey so so Derek queen's terp that's dare queen
0: that's, if that's only if somebody you, could have warned pred- you yes
3: yeah, i if 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 could have predicted it you know if you just you had a, a man on the scene just dishing
1: just daily for the such past a surprise.
3: seven years of this recruitment you know,
1: just totally but, out of nowhere. I mean, just committed. And, you know, totally we had no idea it was possible even really. I mean, it, I wasn't fully
3: confident at every point in those seven years, but all along, it just felt, felt like Maryland, just when you add it, you know, a lot of times it wasn't somebody necessarily saying he's going to Maryland, but just adding up little bits that I was hearing and seeing, noticing how confident they seem to be over there. Um, it felt like it's so, yeah, biggest, second highest rated recruit in the modern era, which is the past.
0: After Diamond so two, Stone, correct?
3: I think uh, Mike, was Mike Jones one? Mike Jones, in? no. Yeah, I think Mike, I think Mike Jones was number one and then Diamond or, and- Really? Diamond was three or vice versa- uh, I has an really article about it now Jones yeah.
1: wasn't one because that was LeBron's class but he was he was like the number two shooting guard and like number number three or number four or something for what just one of the i mean what's not
3: overall
1: i'll tell you two or no, no,
0: three
1: not, no no no
3: number two on Maryland's list yeah I think
0: ra-
1: Diamond is oh right 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 okay
0: anyway someone can check up on the go to 24 sports and yeah and, and review that for us we have a guest today who's going to talk about that as well adam finkelstein who is the director of scouting for 27 sports and he is also
1: I think, I college
0: think. basketball insider hmm. for cbs sports so
1: Larry, i think he corrected you last time diamond stone yeah.
0: sorry finkelstein yeah diamond stone
3: then Derek queen then <laughs> jalen smith yeah. number four any guesses on four i feel like i'm i'm turning the tables on you right now larry Four Tyler is it DHS? DHS is
0: close, right? D- DHS is close. Ben? Is it him? Is he? Yep. D- he's four. He's number four. Uh, yeah. He's so next oldest? year,
3: assuming DHS comes back, you will have two of the four, four highest, high highest. Maryland recruits yeah. of the past
1: yeah. five years. Can um, I? Can I just no, say? Character. Can I just say? um That's really kind of sad. Tr- uh honestly. triple
0: was in the forties, right?
1: So. Yeah, he was 40s or 50s. Because like, Deshaun like,
3: Harris-Smith is four, Mike Jones, Aaron Wiggins, um, Mello Trimble. Ramis I was going to say Wiggins, too. Then one of the guys who oh, – I don't want to be ruining, and call him a bust, but did not perform nearly anywhere in the same universe. Nikki Baltimore?
1: Jack Clear. Nope.
3: Yeah, Shaquille Clear. Oh, yeah. Julian Reese and then Nick Faust. So there you go.
1: I mean, that's like a lot of just dudes in thirties and forties and fifties. Like, you know, you're talking about it's all in terms of like guys who are like top fifteen, top twenty, you got two guys in twenty-five years. That's yeah, it's not and, that's not and great. that
3: that right there is the reason why everybody doubted me this whole time Yes, Understand, understandably on uh, almost a diamond stone. Was there anyone team.
0: in particular that doubted you quite a bit, Jeff? I mean just the
3: uh oh! Well, oh
0: trying to be a better <laughs> we, man. We, we getting into that? <laughs>
1: well, let's let let's say this, and I don't want to. I don't want Jeff to get used to us fluffing him because um, that's no good for this show or <laughs> our friendship or anything else. But like, it took some took some brass ones to leave that that crystal ball there and to come on the show every week
0: for <laughs> literal
1: months. And just be and have us just berate you about this recruitment and being (laughs) like, look, I know y'all are going to y'all are going to shake your heads. And I know that nobody's going to believe me, but they really feel like they're in a good place. Yeah, you have a lot of caveat, a lot of disclaimers and
3: caveats and whatever other words there. You know, I mean, there were definitely times where I was not as confident as others. There was one small time earlier this fall where I thought Indiana might have taken over for a very brief moment. But otherwise, it seemed like he was there to lose for a long time. I'm sure we'll find out more, you know, as he talks more, which he doesn't talk much, but, you know, how the twists and turns went. Uh, but, you know, that was – that is the probably the longest high-stakes recruitment I can recall Maryland winning in the past 20 years,
1: you know. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, it, it's nice to be on – on the plus side of one of these i mean we've had a couple recently that have been kind of insano and ended up going bad for us and you know when you do your job i mean it's tough when you're just like look i'm i'm working with rumors and this guy says this and that guy says this i got a source who says this or that and the kids saying this and you know it's all everybody's like well you know who's who's telling the truth and who's you know spewing (laughs) bullshit and it's like well who knows what the fucking truth is, right? I mean, you are talk about a 17, 18 year old kid and a bunch of people around them who've got their own agendas and a coaching staff that has obviously has its own agenda and, and bias, and you're working with that. Like, and NIL. A, yeah. I mean, NIL's got to be a right.
3: Secret deep, variable that, you know, you're not always 100% privy to.
0: There was a rumor posted about the amount of NIL on the board today as well. Adam's here so let's let him in he's a little early but that's okay he's connecting right now let's give him a second speaking of while he's connecting we're talking about Mike Jones I watched the entire 2004 ACC championship game and he was in it obviously playing a supporting role but it just made me sad in a way because the passion even now I'm watching that game and I'm like this and like it's it's kind of gone it doesn't feel the same and the fan yeah, base is not like that anymore.
1: We haven't had those stakes in a while. That's it. The stakes aren't high. Haven't been Maybe high Mr.
0: Queen and company can bring that back anyway. Adam is here with us. Let's let's bring him in.
2: And there he is. Adam Figgle yeah. Figgel- yeah, and I just yes. want to noted that I, I put my red Under Armour shirt on. I got the Under Armour hat on, so I'm just trying to look the part here
0: well done well we're
2: done upside. there we go whereas jeff was rocking nike the other day after after we were talking about this so we, we yeah, got, got, a, we got <laughs> from that that's that's yeah. that's not how it right? rolls i don't have a contract
3: man. i'm not seeing any uh checks come from under armor so yeah. you know gonna,
2: gonna
1: get some some uh some salty tweets from some sourcing though maybe <laughs> at least yeah, no it doubt. was it,
0: glad it's not crimson red <laughs>
1: that's, that's right nice. It's close. It's close, to be honest. Could have been. Yeah.
0: Could have been. Yeah. Well, as, yeah. as a
1: journalist, I appreciate having something <laughs> yeah. that kind of straddles that line. That's
0: right. the Yes. It. Right. So big news, obviously, has happened over the past couple of days, rumored a few days ago and officially yesterday. Derek Queen commits to Maryland. What's your take on it?
2: You know, first of all, uh, and I'm not just saying this, but but credit to you guys. You guys were on top of that. You were on top of the intel. So I think people following the, the site... Um, really had a a leg up in terms of their information, both the night before and the morning of Uh, it's obviously huge for Maryland. This is a long time coming. Truthfully. I I, I think, I think they kind of wanted this commitment last year. There was some speculation that because he was an older junior uh, that he could be one of those guys who reclassified a year ago. He did not. He opted to come back to Montverde um, and uh, they stayed on him. Whole new staff didn't matter. Continued to, to pursue him, um, and it, it, it obviously paid off in the end. They got their man, and, and uh, you know, I mean, it's it's big for a variety of different reasons, which I'm sure you guys have, have dove into already. Both both in terms of you know continuing to bring those local players home, and also just filling a gap in the front court. Um, I know that was kind of the the plan last year was to focus on the back court in that that initial recruiting class, and then have this one be more front court oriented. Um, I think they're going to need some backcourt reinforcements because those freshmen haven't been quite as good as, as we hoped, but, but obviously this is significant.
3: Adam, how good of a prospect is Marilyn getting? We know he's not like the unbelievable run and jump guy, but the skill level seems very unique.
2: Yeah, it's, it's his skill level is very, very high. Um, first of all, I'd say this, he's got the best hands in high school basketball. In my opinion, it's funny. we, we debate that within our group. Like I, I tweeted that in October and then both, uh, both Trav and bossy tweeted back at me, like Cameron Boozer's got something to say about that. But, um, and, and, you know, that's one of those arguments you can never solve, but Derek Queens hands are as good as anybody's in in high school basketball. That doesn't just mean he catches tough passes. Um, it, it really helps him as a high volume rebounder, which was kind of the first thing that we noticed about him. I mean, I was thinking about this earlier today. The first time I saw Derek play in high school, uh, it was in the high school version of the bubble, like back in January of 2021 at St. James. I was still at ESPN at the time. And you know, you had to get like, you had to go, you had to get COVID tested. You sat in the hotel and then once you cleared, you could go to St. James, you couldn't go anywhere else. That was the first time I saw Derek play was with St. Francis at the time. And I remember even back then, uh, you know, he was getting massive double doubles with massive rebounding nights. So I I think the hands were, were crucial to that. And as he's, as he's grown, he's, he's really turned into this like point center, so to speak. That's a little, you know, uh, gimmicky language, but, um, his ability to handle and pass the ball at his size is, is really unique in the country. I know Kevin Boyle called him high school basketball's version of Jokic, um, and that's going to open up a whole lot of things from a playbook standpoint from Kevin Willard uh, because you can let him start the break, you can let him, you know, come off the elbows and play dribble handoff action and, and dribble ats and stuff like that, and it, it just um, it, it really opens up some things offensively. The to me the the swing skill, if you will, because as you said, he's not an elite athlete. The conditioning's gotten better, but but I would expect it to continue to improve uh, at Maryland. Um, the swing skill to me is the shooting when he was a freshman I thought his natural touch was so good uh, I actually think he was a better shooter at that stage than he is now there's been some um, you know he almost had like he had a really funky release going on this summer that I that I think he's he's kind of gotten past a little bit but his natural touch is so good that if he can ever stretch the floor it's going to open up a whole lot of things I mean you think about a guy who can handle and pass like he can. If he could ever play out of pick and pops and get guys who had to close out to him, uh, it, it would just open up a ton of playmaking and mismatch opportunities. So that that's going to be something to watch.
1: Hey, Adam, so I think when you, when you look at a kid like Queen and his ability and then you start looking at Maryland's roster right now, I think the big question really comes down to his old teammate at St. Francis, Julian Reese. So, how do you see those two players being able to play on the same court? Can they complement each other? Are they going to need to kind of be more replacements for each other? Are there ways that Willard, you, you feel like he can, he can, you know, obviously you don't see a lot of teams playing two bigs like them in
2: two thousand twenty-four. But how do you feel like that can work out? Uh, you know, it, that's the that's the million-dollar question. I mean, I, I kind of wrote about that last night. The I, the ironic thing is Julian Reese used to be a better shooter in high school than he is right now, too. I think it kind of happened his freshman year uh, under uh, uh, terge and that staff. Like somebody, I don't know whether somebody tried to tweak his mechanics or whatever, but he was a guy in high school that I thought was going to be able to make spot up threes. And obviously that has not come to fruition. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. Um if neither one of them improves as a three-point shooter, it's obviously going to have implications on the way Maryland is able to space the floor um, and on the amount of, you know, gravity is the popular term right now, meaning how, how much you suck out opposing defenders when you're playing high-low or when you're stepping out to the three-point line. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. But I would point to a team like Florida. You know, I was, I was uh, analyzing that game last night for, for HQ. And they kind of play a a more conventional style uh, out of necessity more so than than I think what what Todd Golden would like to do. But they've got two non shooting bigs who spend a lot of time on the floor together and they figure out creative ways to have them out there. And I just think that that with Queen and Reese on the floor together, you got to figure out how to how to how to have them with them on the roster together. You have to figure out how to get them on the court because they're just going to be two of your best players. Adam
0: Finkelstein is the director of scouting at 24-7 Sports College Basketball Insider at CBS Sports. They got a good class last year, and they're coming along a little slowly. They get Derek Queen for this year, for this recruiting class, but they're in a position where they need to kind of stockpile some talent. And 25, 2025 is a good local class. How do you see that maybe forming out for Maryland, and what can they do to follow it up, and what do they need to do maybe?
2: You know, I think it begins in the portal. Um, the amount of college coaches who are talking to me right now about juniors in high school—I mean, I, I haven't gotten a call, uh, to be honest. You know, like there, everybody's everybody's talking about the portal because you've got to be in constant win-now mode. Um, certainly, I, I expect they'll go out in in what is now the May recruiting period, which I think is is much more convenient for college coaches. But um, it really sets them up to be active in the portal. I, I think that. You know we kind of talked about some of those freshmen who who have not yet produced the level that maybe initially they were expected to or hoped to um there was some speculation early on that the sean harris smith could could kind of be a lead guard i don't know if i buy into that at this point they clearly need more perimeter shooting um they lose young and scott and although neither one of those guys are drillers they are the top two in the team and both three-pointers made and attempted and so, uh, you know, when you talk about pairing Reese and Queen together in the front court, potentially there better be shooting on the perimeter. And based on who they project to have return right now, there's really not. So I, I think that they're going to be very active in the portal. And it's not just in the portal too. when, when the coaching carousel spins and some of these guys who are committed uh, become uncommitted. Like, for example, Junie Mobley's committed to Ohio State. Junie Mobley's one of the best shooters in the national high school class. Um, he hasn't. Formally announced a decommitment yet, but um, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think he's being treated uh, by schools as if he's available again. And and those kind of examples, there's going to be plenty more of those before the year is over. So I I don't think Maryland's done. Whether it's guys who who get um, who come on the board late out of the high school ranks, or or certainly in the portal, I do think they need help on in the backcourt, shooting, and also at least a, a, someone who can share ball handling responsibilities, if not more of a a true point. I mean, you guys watch Maryland more than I do. I just don't, I don't see like, you know, Lamoth being able to step in and play heavy minutes next year. I mean, is that, is that an expectation based on what you guys are hearing? No, no. Yeah.
0: I mean, hopefully, Um, but (laughs) you hope they, that they take a sophomore leap right. But,
3: Pleasantly surprised, I would say, yeah. if that happens. They won't, they won't be banking on that going into the offseason anyways. What do you think? Obviously, um, you know, Willard's whole identity is defense. You're not going to play a lot if you don't play great defense. What about Derek Queen defensively?
2: So it'll be interesting. I, I think that um, he's one of those guys that on the eye test, you look at someone who doesn't have extreme athleticism or length, and is usually like with his foot speed, he's usually better at the five. He's usually better in drop coverage. Um, so then you, you're saying, okay, he kind of lacks versatility. But you look at his metrics, and um, they're really high, both in terms of steals and blocks. Now, I'm a little sensitive to this because it's probably the thing I didn't weigh enough with Reed Shepard last year. Um, you know, I was like, ah, he doesn't have great foot speed, but his his metrics and stocks is, is what, you know, again, a trendy term blocks plus steals. Um, Derrick's are really high. Uh, so I, I think that that's an area where maybe he's going to be potentially better than expected, because while he's not the longest or most athletic, he's been exceptionally well coached. I mean, Montford does as good of a job on the defensive end of the floor as is anybody in the country and has for a long time. And um, he's just got an IQ about where to be on the floor. Uh, do I expect to see him switching a whole lot of ball screens? Probably not. Um, but, but I do think that he could be better than, you know, that initial eye test may suggest because of his preparation and because of some of those statistical indicators.
1: Uh, Adam, they're, obviously they're going to need some real help in the portal uh, next yeah. year just to even get back to an NCAA tournament status. Looking at the 25 class, though, it's almost certain they're going to take a point guard. And I think the big three they're looking at right now are Ty Jackson, um, Akaden Lewis, and um, Chance Mallory. What do you think of those three players? And in terms of what Maryland's needs look like at the moment, who do you think they, might, they should probably be targeting who fits the best at their needs and is attainable,
2: really? So here's how I'd categorize those guys. I'd call Mallory uh, more of a pure point guard, although he can certainly score the ball. Um, I'd call Lewis more of a combo guard, meaning he can play on or off the ball. And I'd call Jackson more of a lead guard in that he has the ball in his hands, but he plays, you know, he wants to score. Um, so I, you know, I, I think for pragmatically you take any of those three guys, you know, if anybody wants to commit, you're not saying no to any of them. I think there's honestly potential that you could uh, play two of them together, um, I think, you know, Chance Mallory is and Tyler Jackson are both kind of team thrill products. They played with Derek Queen. Mallory's only about five foot eight. But I tell you what, that kid is a warrior. He's a winner and he shoots the heck out of the ball. So a lot of it has to do. Now, if you if you um, defensively, if you like to switch one through five, you're going to have a hard time with Chance Mallory because he's really not going to be able to switch so a lot of it's predicated on on what willard wants to do on the defensive end of the floor but for example like jay wright's villanova teams from you know five years ago they were very specific about recruiting big guards because they were fully committed to recruiting one through five and if they were going to deviate from that it had to be for a guy like jalen brunson um so that's that's a question how he impacts things in the defensive end of the floor um the Caden Lewis, I, I, I think, like I said, you take him and you can play him on or off the ball. Um, and so, you know, um, he's really skilled. He can re- He's really talented with the balls in his hands. He's he's skilled. He can shoot it. He can handle it. He can create. There's a level of efficiency in his game that he's got to add. Um, and then you got Jackson, who's just a bucket getter. I mean, you put the ball in that guy's hand. He can go out and create his own shot. He plays with a lot of style. Um, he can put up huge numbers. But again, with him, it's going to be about like acclimating to a, to a system and learning how to create his own offense within the flow, within the flow of the, the offensive system and doing so in a way that's not going to take away from everybody else on the team. I think that's going to be, um, that's going to be a, a little bit of an adjustment because he's, he's bounced around some both high school. Now, you know, he, he just transferred to OTE for this season kind of bounced around with thrill and mellow last year on the, in the grassroots circuits. So again, he's someone It's like, all right, you got to stay in one place long enough to hold yourself accountable to making everybody around you better. Um I, I will say this though, Tyler Jackson and chance Mallory, when they played together for thrill, that was not a natural cohesiveness. So I, I don't, I don't know that you could pair those. I mean, theoretically you could, but I don't know that it's likely that those two would, would choose to go to college together
0: adam there seems to be a there always has been a a hierarchy in in college basketball recruiting in terms of the programs which level they sit and it seems like it might be changing a little bit with nil like who's willing to go to the to the new levels and where do you perceive maryland to be in that hierarchy and where might they be going with the new paradigm
2: it's all about the salary cap and and one of the uh, and I say that like half tongue in cheek, but um, it's hard to know because we don't know the spending capabilities of each school. Um, and that's really the biggest domino these days. Uh, I heard Rick Pitino today talking very openly about, um, you know, how you're coaching professional athletes and some of the coaches behind the scenes are talking about like finding value, um, at smaller price points. You know, if you have a lesser budget, can you find a starting center? Who's willing to, to who can be just as effective for half the price as somebody else's. So it, it really, I, I hate to put it like this, but it really does come down to the salary cap and, and how much money you have at your disposal. Um, and what those resources will allow you to pursue, uh, because that is, you know, short of, I mean, there may be some cases where traditional blue bloods can, can, um, you know, get players over other schools that can bid higher numbers. And, and obviously none of these NIL promises are, are in stone. They're not written contracts and that's, you know, someone's going to write that book 10 years from now about some of these quote unquote injuries that happen in the middle of the season that just happened to be aligned with, um, promise payments that don't come through. But, um, it's uh the salary cap is just a a big big part of it
3: adam what do you think i don't know how much you saw of maryland this year but what did you think was the the biggest cause and the difference between what we saw of of dhs in high school and when he he struggled you know a little more than people would have expected
2: so i i will concede that that we had more, someone asked me this question recently about our 2024 rankings. And they said, you know, which player did you disagree with the most? And it, and it was a couple of big guys. It was like Thomas Sorber, who's going to Georgetown and a couple of the, couple of the bigs at OTE. Had someone asked me that a year ago, um, I, I probably would have said Harris Smith. Um, we had a lot of internal disagreements about that. At the end of the day, we, we somewhat split the, split the gap on it. And I, and I won't get into like who thought what. But I, I will just say that the some of the skepticism surrounded, um, you know, the belief that first of all, his right hand. I thought that was obviously lacking in high school. He was very left-handed dominant, and he was a player who, um, from a shooting perspective, there were there were some holes there. Um, I didn't really ever buy into the big, you know, point guard uh, narrative just because he was so left-hand dominant. And I thought when you got out of the EYBL where you're playing two games in a day and into a college setting where your opponent's got three days to prepare for you, um, the scouting report was, was going to be problematic there. Um, and I think those are still some of the issues to his credit. He's, he's an, he's ultra competitive. He's a real worker, but the, some of the, the limitations from a skill standpoint aren't totally unexpected. Um, and, and that's got to, you know, that's got to be a continued point of emphasis. I should also say, you know, you guys mentioned before Willard is known for his defense. To me, he's also known for his player development, as is kind of anybody who comes from that Patino family. Um, but the amount of time that many of those uh, Patino protégés spend on skill development on a daily basis, when you, to me, that, that's encouraging that um, players can make gains in their games. But when they don't make games, when they don't make gains, you have to look at it and say, well, we know he's getting the reps. So it it almost becomes that much more concerning because you can't say like, there's, you can't say like, okay, they're not, they're not working on it. And there are plenty of places in the country where you can say he's, they're not getting enough uh, daily reps from skill development during the course of the season. Um, I don't think Maryland is one of those places. So that's, it's the, it's the, a little bit of a double-edged coin, uh, two-sided coin, I should say, because you, you look back on it and you say, wait a minute, given all this attention to individual development, if he's not improving, not he specifically, but any player in the system, if their skill set is not improving, what can we take from that?
1: And so Adam, I'm curious about uh Derek Queen in terms of his pro potential, because when I look at him, he's got such a great skill set, but he does have some physical limitations. That might keep him in college a little bit longer. In a way, he looks almost like the perfect three-year college guy to me, which could be a boon for Maryland, if not for him necessarily. But what are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, I have uh, there's what is that? What's that site where they do like you know the when you say something stupid they blast it out like a year later or something? I've been (laughs) I've been caught yeah (laughs) something like that you know like um, I've been caught on that too many times uh, recently to, to to correlate athleticism with nba upside um i mean just look at this like reed shepherd's probably going to be a lottery pick like that's crazy um you know or, or at least we would have called that crazy a year ago yeah and if you look at the way the game is trending um there's more smaller guards in the nba than ever before there's um more skilled players at every position Uh, than ever before and and obviously listen like the nba especially with their bigs they want versatility they want big men who can guard the pick and roll in multiple ways protect the rim and then be both a lob threat and a uh and a um floor spacer you know derek is not any of those things so on the surface your point sounds like a good one um but what we've seen is there's more exceptions to the rules than than ever before in recent years, especially for highly skilled players. And what what I'll say is this is if Derek starts shooting threes um, and he and his conditioning continues to improve and maybe that has an impact on his on his foot speed, um, you know, I, I wouldn't rule out anything. I mean. Like I said, I've I've been made foolish to look foolish when I've ruled out things in the past. So I think if you look at the way the NBA game is trending and say, like, all right, I, I, I would rather frame it like this. Like, what would Derek need to do to get to the NBA sooner than, you know, a three year plan? And I think it's develop as a shooter, get into great shape and be more versatile uh, than advertised defensively.
1: And you could also imagine those are exactly the things that Kevin Willard's going to want him to do, playing the four with Julian Reese at the five.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Absolutely.
0: Adam, we end every interview with fill in the blank. I think you were here one other time, and you might remember that. I'm going to give you five rapid-fire questions. Say the oh first boy. thing that comes to your mind. Number one, the best player you ever saw in high school was? Kevin Durant. The best player in Maryland basketball history is?
2: Oh, Lonnie Baxter. That's the best oh, wow. one. I, I, I was a manager on that UConn team that they beat in the uh, the Elite oh, Eight. That was nice. that was that was painful. Okay. I thought Karam was unexpected answer. Yeah, but cool. Karan like was it. so good in that game. Yeah, that game yeah, game. yeah, we were Final Four bound until we we ran into you guys. So, so Gary
0: Gary
3: has said that that was his toughest game of that tournament. Yes.
2: Yeah. I we Steve, won't talk about Rudy Gay, but yeah, Steve Blake <laughs> with the dagger
0: three, right? Steve, yeah, that was that hurt. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah, a hobby or interest you have besides college basketball is
2: uh, I really need more of them. You know what? I, <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, I scrolled <laughs> the Twitter, and me, oh, me and you both, me and you both, where is he, any he, but
1: basketball? He you know, was gonna what? give us the DJ Durkin uh answer and then just like, no, sign I, I, I sure. would
2: say I'm more of a um. I'm more into like the. Uh, uh, I don't really post about this, but I'm more into like the um. The some of the self help physical fitness stuff, like I I try and work out. Like I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of neurotic about cold showers and and stuff like okay. that. So that some of that cool. kind of stuff, I would say.
0: If you played Jeff Erman in one on one to eleven, you would beat him by. <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe we'd have to go to free throws. You know. That's, okay. Yeah.
0: All right. How,
3: how tall are you, Adam? Six two. Uh, oh, no, you're in trouble, <laughs> Jeff.
2: I've been six. Play, hey, from, yeah, I, I, I've been I play bigger than my size. Though. grade, though, so they 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 thought yeah. I had more potential than this. Yeah, b-
0: bigger yeah. doesn't count width wise, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that oh, that no. would have counted for me.
0: All right, last one. The next player to commit to Maryland will be.
2: Oh, I don't even know. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I uh, transfer. He <laughs> had to try. Yeah, yeah I was. I was transfer. To get is, to... Transfer is the
3: correct answer.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> funny that that is not like Travis is way better at that than I am. Like, yeah, yeah, that is that is not my my area of expertise necessarily.
0: All right, Adam. Thank you very much for joining us. Your insight is always. Really good and very welcomed here, so we appreciate. Yeah, thanks
2: for having me. Yeah, all right, guys, take care. See ya.
0: That was Adam Finkelstein. I want you to know
3: I've beaten my brother or brother-in-law in one-on-one one one time, and he's like six-seven. True story. So yeah, he
1: might he might like not play basketball. He might just be like a computer nerd or something.
3: Um, he's got some skills. He's like a country boy, though. Like he. Literally playing me in boots, so maybe that's why I won, but
1: anyway. Not getting much much, uh, bounce from those Tims, right? Yeah.
0: This is a mailbag show. We're going to be answering questions. I got all the questions from the thread. If you've posted since the show started, I haven't seen it. Everybody watching live, and there are a lot of you right now, triple digits, go ahead, post some questions in there. We'll try to get to them at the end of the questions from the thread. Well, I'm going to give you guys a minute to do that, and while I do, I'm going to Proceed to Paul's favorite portion of the show. This is our boy, Wheels, with the Non-Revs Report. Hey, everyone.
4: This is Wheels with your Inside Maryland Sports Non-Revenue Sports Report. We're gonna start on the lacrosse field. Huge week last week for both men's and women's teams. The now fifth ranked women's team went up to Syracuse and defeated the Orange in overtime. They followed that up with an easy one over Drexel midweek this week. No rest for them, though. They welcome a really good Florida team to College Park on Saturday. You Fourth-ranked can. men's team also went on the road is. to Syracuse and knocked off the then-fifth-ranked Syracuse Orange in overtime. George Stamos, freshman defensive midfielder, got the unexpected game winner in overtime. Just like the women, the men don't have much time to rest on their laurels. They welcome 11th-ranked Princeton on Saturday. Should be a great game. Baseball won its opening series at Georgia Southern, going two wins and a loss across the three-game set. They followed that up with a blowout over local Mount St. Mary's. They head to Corpus Christi, Texas, for a tournament this weekend. Softball finds themselves in the midst of a four-game losing streak. They're headed down to Florida to play in the Stetson Invitational, hoping to get back into the win column. Uh, They never played well down at Stetson either. Pun intended. The men head to Puerto Rico this weekend for a tournament. The women are heading to Houston for a tournament. Wrestling finished out their slog of a Big Ten schedule. They've lost their last Big Ten regular season match against Rutgers. They do have one final tune-up of home meet against Drexel before they start the Big Ten championships that second week of March. Finally, gymnastics heads up to State College this weekend for a five-way meet that features Penn State, Michigan, Iowa, and Illinois. Should be great to see all five of those Big Ten teams in action. And that is a wrap on your non-revenue sports report at IMS. Take care, everyone. He sent that report from
0: Europe, by the way. He's there for work. So kudos to Wheels for that. It's a lot,
1: yeah. He is. A lot going on, man. The man,
0: yes, he is. Last weekend for lacrosse was huge. So I'm following along pretty closely this year. Yeah, they're they, back, um, huh? They're 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 well, we'll see, but yeah, better than last year. It seems so. It seems like every weekend they're beating a top ten kind so, yeah. Pretty much every team they they have a chance that every team they play will be ranked this year when they play them. That's
1: amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. wild, man. Yeah. But you know, T- Tillman's legit, dude. He's, he's, he's going to bring it.
0: Yeah. All right. So now we're going to proceed to the mailbag portion of the show. I got every question in the thread. I did not include the, when will Derek queen commit? Because remember this was posted a week ago and then, yeah, what the are you going to do, man? You're going to run out of uh, questions for me now. No, <laughs> we got,
3: we got plenty of question. it. No, but oh, Jeff, because, they, yeah. Jeff can just Jeff can
1: just sign basis. off. Yeah.
0: Oh, there'll be more, Jeff. There'll be more. There, there's plenty. We'll move <laughs> there's on, there's on to all... the next one. Well, there's we're about always... to
1: get to the we're about to get to the portal, Jeff, and that's going to be a whole other level of yes. crazy town, man. Portal's
3: fun, man. It's like chaotic, yeah. and now with the NIL stuff, it makes it fun to cover. Plus, it gives you that extra one month, two months, whatever of action in the spring. You know, so it's... it's not as long as a, of a drought. Till next uh, football season.
1: Well, and it does feel weirdly like not as stressful as freshman, you know, high school recruiting. I don't know why. Maybe just because it's, it's a quick shorter sprint. period, and it's just like you know, boom, boom, boom. You get a guy, you miss a guy, whatever. And hopefully, we're tampering like hell right now. At least that's what I'd be doing. I mean, if everybody's was... tampering, hence yeah. nobody is tampering. Yeah, exactly. Of course. You know, yeah, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, kind of thing. Yeah. But let's not leave like got else anything else going on. So. <laughs> <laughs> go out there, go out there, and build your roster for twenty five, man. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like, seed your
0: yard. Might as well go get some. Yeah. Transfers. Yes. Of course, everyone just like pre NIL recruiting, everyone was trying to pay right and keeping it, under, like, please come on, everyone. Yes.
1: Knows. No. Mo- no money was going yeah. to 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 players before NIL. obviously.
0: Yeah. All right. So I, like I said, I took every question. Some of them are slightly off topic, but. Every question in the thread I took him and I combined some things that were very similar. Here we go. First one comes to Boney Maroney. What's the real story in Benny Williams' Q's departure and the likelihood that the Terps have interest? He was, what, three years ago a top 50 from like Baltimore, I think, right? Yeah. The- um,
3: so what's – I think he was actually from Sidwell Friends maybe somewhere in D.C. But either okay. way um, – or was it Bullis? I don't remember. But either way, Turgeon really wanted him – Badly, they thought he was going to be a big deal. Hasn't really done a lot at Syracuse. He's had some flashes here and there, still has some talent. Uh, but I think there were some attitude issues there. When you combine the attitude issues with the lack of uh progression, you know, I could see them maybe sniffing around a little bit, but I don't know that he'll be on that top tier of
0: guys. Okay, from Bodhi B O D H I Bodhi 51. 100k for a third string running back, discuss and Paul. You kind of commented on the thread, so go ahead.
1: I mean, I think my comment was just like laughing my ass off, like, yeah, like really,
2: like yeah. really.
1: I mean, really, like, especially with Maryland's running back room being one of the few places they're pretty satisfied with their depth and. I just I can't it's just hard to fathom walking into Mike Loxley's office and and making that statement but you know hey if you can get it good for you that's the that's yeah, the world he didn't get it yeah <laughs> i did not I'm get guessing, it i'm guessing <laughs> that that they did not get it but do, like do what you got to do man i don't know i'm not again i i'm i'm fully fine with these kids marketing themselves and Trying to find what their worth is on the open market, if that's what you want to do. But, like, I, you know, I imagine Mike was like, yeah, all right, doors over there, buddy. You know, yeah. And, and see he went you went to next Temple, time.
0: right? So, do, does there are there any rumors about what he may have gotten from Temple? From Probably Temple? Not much. Not much. I know, I, know, I, know,
3: I know some people on the staff there. I don't think, I think they basically don't have an NIL. Yeah. And, it, and if they whatever
1: they do have is going to the stars so temples like the poorest football program in the country i mean they they i mean their nil program is like like my nil program for like yeah. the kids i mean it's it's just not no it's
3: like mcdonald's boardwalk pieces yeah they give out a few a month right
1: yeah maybe, maybe some lottery tickets or something Or monopoly pieces monopoly yeah. pieces
0: i should say okay from Denton Eight, when we land DQ, remember this is because the thread's been up for over a week. Where will Larry do his next keg stand? I will do it at the next tailgate. I'm going to be going to some lacrosse games this year, and they tailgate there, so maybe there. I don't know. You first tell of me. Of I'll do. First it. of
1: all, I don't. I don't want to out who Denton Eight is, but um, <laughs> but but you will be you will be held to that. Larry is, is all I'm going to say.
0: I'm fu- I'm good. Are I did it last do- time.
3: So are we ever, are we going to post a video of you doing that keg stand or is that, uh, um, I don't, I don't want that posted.
1: Let's stay that and keep that in the that ball. That is yeah, what happens like, at yeah. the tailgate stays at the tailgate. Exactly. I respect, just I respect that.
0: I, 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 um, I'm very open about a lot of things, but that one, I just don't want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I didn't do yeah. a keg stand for that same reason. So, probably. yeah, I mean, I feel like I did well, but.
1: No, you yeah. did you yeah. did incredibly well. I mean, that was it was it was worthy of sharing to the to the people if you were interested in doing that. And like yeah. there would be no there would be no mocking you. It was well done.
0: This is only for the people who show up. They get special perks. This is one of them you get to see me do a gag stand. Yep. Okay. Tracked IMS. It's a yep. new yes. kind of I I will do it. And- I don't know. At a lacrosse tailgate, maybe next year, fall tailgate. I don't know. I'll do it though. Okay. Two questions from different people, Moco Mojo and Turbo 2, very similar. So I kind of combined them here. Any chance there is some turnover this offseason for the men's basketball assistants? And then Turbo 2 said it's obvious that losing skin and Bill Meyer was a huge detriment to the program. So um, what are the chances that there's turnover? So kind of combining those two things together there, Jeff. I mean, there's usually turnover and there's –
3: Especially you, I can't talk, man. Usually turnover after a really disappointing season, so it wouldn't be surprising at all. Um Obviously, we know Mike Jones has been rumored for the head coaching job at ODU, his alma mater forever. Uh, so that's no secret. People have talked about that for the past two years. So that's possibility. And then you know, you just never know. As of right now, you know, there's nothing you can really say other, other than wild speculation, but. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. okay. hey, can we uh, just
1: give a nice little hat tip to Tony skin for for at least getting Marilyn really in the game on Queen because yeah. without that guy, I'm not sure we're having this conversation today.
3: So. i uh, it's funny you say that. I texted him a congratulations for, for laying laying the foundation uh, for laying the foundation there. He said he was really happy to to see that Marilyn yeah. got him. but Uh, Yeah, he did. He laid the foundation. And David Cox, you have to give him credit, too, because, you know, skin's been gone for a long time. Uh, So he's been running the point basically as like a second, like a part time job. The recruitment has been for him and he he sealed the deal. Biggest recruiting win of his career and obviously like
0: the biggest, second highest rated for Maryland forever, like we said. Bunch from Moco Mojo in a row here. This is him again. What is the general mood of the men's basketball team at this point? Seems like they're still fighting. They haven't given up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was talking to somebody earlier, and, uh, you know,
3: you don't really see teams that are having this kind of disappointing season keep playing as hard as they do. It's really, you know, every time I say it or tweet it, I know I said this to you guys, I think. I'm sure people think I'm just trying to blow sunshine, you know, but it's really true, like. Teams uh, usually at this stage when things just haven't worked out, you don't quite see as much scrappiness from them. So, you know, I think they're playing really hard. The mindset obviously isn't great. They know that this season's pretty much been, you know, it's pretty much done for the most part, barring the biggest of miracles. So, you know, obviously by this point, you're going to have some baggage and things like that. And it'll be interesting to see how fast
0: guys make decisions after the season. From Mocha Mojo again. We, we kind of talked about this on Tuesday. Kevin's energy has seemed off all year. Any hints as to why?
3: I think probably just because things haven't gone right. I'm not going to make any guesses in terms of like personal reasons or anything like that. But clearly, and you know, maybe he. we You never you know us, what's going on in someone's no, private life, you too. Never, you never know. So, and, and the other thing is, we saw with Turgeon that. He underestimated how bright the spotlight is. Not necessarily the media. The media is pretty easy. The media is the, non-existent. No, but the here. fans. The, me- yeah. the, media, the media thing isn't bad at all at Maryland. It's actually for such a big market, you've got it very easy. But the fans, you know, um, they, they can be pretty harsh pretty quick. And I don't know if he fully foresaw that. I don't know how much of it that is. But, yeah, he does – he doesn't look like – I mean, not that he should be smiling with his team struggling, but he, he has not looked particularly happy.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me it seems odd. It, you could imagine that he he really thought this roster would come together in a way that it just didn't, and and that can be hurtful. And then, you know, obviously, yeah, like you come in, you have a big year last year. Everybody was on the train, right, and expected this year would be a step up with the guys that they were able to retain and then, you know, bringing in these two freshmen that he clearly pretty much everybody thought would be, would be good. Um, And it just hasn't happened like that. That sucks. And there's nobody else who's responsible for it than him. So, you know, that plus losing two, uh, two assistant coaches, one that had been with him pretty much his entire career. Like you can imagine this just being a rough patch for the dude. So, I guess the 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 bright point to that is just hoping that if he feels like he can take this year and this is like the aberration, you know, he tried it this way. It didn't work. I figured out some things. I'm going to build this roster differently next time around. You know, you could imagine maybe you start to get a little bit of that fire back, but if you, if you see the, there's just some, he just, man, he just looks really uptight and at times really defeated and, that if you see more of that next year and things aren't going great, you, you start to wonder a little bit where this is going to where this is going to end up. I don't think that's two armchair psychologists, but it's just human nature.
0: Yeah. From Mocomojo Mojo again. What do yeah. the important donors think at this point about the men's basketball team? And I think they're disappointed in how this season
3: has gone. Um, A lot of them trying to help with the NIL situation. You know, they haven't given up on Willard by any stretch, like most did at the end of Turgeon's tenure. So, you know, I think they're pretty much just like the rest of us in their observations.
1: Let me tell you this. I don't, I am not a rich guy, but I know lots of rich guys. And I know a lot of these big donors and they are a lagging indicator. They will not give up on a guy easily when they bought in on him, and they bought in on Willard coming here. A lot of them have put a lot of backing into not only the uh, the new basketball facility, but the NIL efforts. And they're not gonna—they're just not the type of people who are gonna jump off board quickly. So whatever you're seeing in the fan base, quote unquote, you're gonna see that from donors a long time after if, if things start to head downhill. That's what I'd say about that.
0: Okay. Again, Mocha Mojo over under postseason wins this year. You just got to have
1: Moko on the show, man. Jesus, yeah. this guy's, this guy's doing work.
0: Six, six in the same. Uh, over They're under good. postseason wins this year, c- counting the Big Ten Tourney and yeah. the NIT 1.5. If they go to the NIT, I think there's a chance they might turn it down. Right, But if they win, I'd say over there, there's a team that could win it. They had the talent to win the NIT, I think, if they keep Man, as hard as a, they are.
3: I'll take depressing quotes for 500. But it's true. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, if you heard it, three months ago I told, yourself, told you that you were going to be saying – People, yeah. The talent to win the NIT, man. That's. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, they
0: have the talent to be at NCAA. I mean, it's, be- hey, it's
3: better than yeah. no games. No games. Yeah, yeah. Both for the fans and for the team, because why not let DHS and those guys get some extra reps and some unfamiliar environments and teams and stuff like that? So, anyways, over and over. I mean, if they go to the NIT, I think you say over, because. Yeah. She should win a game or two there at least, and then first round it's Big Ten. I don't know. We we don't know who they're playing, obviously, but I'll go over. What the hell? We need some optimism.
1: Paul, also I don't know. I, I I I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, but it, but I would also say to be somewhat. I mean, not optimistic, but like just realistic. I this team is not that far from being okay. You know, like uh, they've lost so many close games. They've they've been in games against just about everybody in conference. They've got, a, you know, one or two really bad blowouts. But just everything else has been these five-point stinkers where, you know, like the Wisconsin game, even the other night, they were only behind – four, five, six points, it just felt like it might as well have been 30 just because they could not quite get over that hill or get that stop when they needed or hit that three pointer when they needed it before there were like 15 seconds left. And it's just so many things went wrong to make this team look like an absolute stinker, but like you could really just shake the snow globe a little bit and you might end up having a, a real bubble team or a, or a really, you know, low seated NCAA team. So I don't think the season has been like the worst ever, you know, by whatever metrics you want to throw out there. But I also, I would not count on them, you know, coming through in a postseason in an NIT or CBI or, or whatever.
0: Last one from Mocha Mojo. How is the Gossett basketball center construction going? Initially it was reported to open in fall 2025. Is this still going to happen?
3: Mm, I've heard it's a slow go. I've been meaning to check in and get more detailed info on that. So I wouldn't count on it opening then, but as of right now, I don't have any specifics.
1: It's Maryland. Everything will open a year after it's supposed to just, just build that into your timeline and, and cost uh, 60% go. more. Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: I think that's pretty much everywhere though. Not just Maryland, but anyway, especially our, here. <laughs> Irish be mad. So, of the zillion twenty-five point guards, twenty-twenty-five point guards, we are recruiting. Who are we serious on, and who had us in the same light? So, we already talked to Adam Finkelstein about those three of those guys. Why don't you just do this one quickly, Jeff? Let me yeah. rank them. Um,
3: term. I mean, I think with with Derek Queen coming now, it makes things very interesting with Tyler Jackson, his friend and, and former teammate at St. Francis. You know they attended a game together this season. Jackson was previously seemed like he was going to be set on going to a blue blood. Now he seems more interested in Maryland. But Chance Mallory also played with them at Team Thrill. Uh, it's, it's impossible to rank them right now. It's going to be a little bit before that's you can give any sort of detailed ranking. But it's those
0: two, the Caden Lewis and Nick Lewis at Gonzaga still, still the same list. Two people asked a very similar question. Nickens with the three and Boney Maroney again. Which four players do you think would transfer this offseason? I mean, you don't have to do four, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't really
3: want to guess on names yet, uh, but I don't think it's hard to make guesses that the most likely guys who either have played this year and haven't quite been able to contribute at this level or who just aren't playing at all. So it's, it's going to be from that... Group, you always have multiple guys so you know I think there'll be several who leave and you need several you need several because I think they have uh zero scholarships now open for next year with Queen if my if my offhand math is
1: right yep two and two right unless Jahari doesn't come back or Mm -hmm. you know um Geronimo I think also has an extra I don't know if it's a COVID year or just a fifth year but um I mean, obviously, like for me, it's pretty clear. Without naming names, you can't have three project centers on your bench. So you're likely to lose one, maybe two of those guys. And, you know, a couple guys who are sophomores and juniors who aren't getting a lot of run, you know, you're going to have that conversation that maybe it's better for your career to move on, not just, you know, kicking guys off the bench. Yeah, you got
3: to open up at least three scholarships
0: minimum.
1: Yeah, you need a big talent infusion here.
0: Nickens with the three again. This is kind of a fun one. If Turjan was coaching this exact roster, would he have less or more wins?
1: Mm. It's hard I to mean, say, right? Like, it's hard to say because whether again, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not some basketball tactical guru, but like these teams play very similar slow half court offense, a lot of kind of NBA style, you know, lead guard initiates and you kind of run everything off that and then some kind of tough defense. Um maybe maybe the team would be a little better offensively and a little less good defensively would be my my kind of off the cuff because Well, he had
0: you know, he had that year, the second to last year uh-huh. where he had kind of flipped. He had he turned them into a defensive juggernaut. Remember that, and they yeah. made the tournament when they had the great run in February. So
1: I don't know. Well, the teams are always pretty good defensively, but never quite elite defensively. And, yeah. and this team is kind of borderline borderline elite defensively. They just can't. They just can't yeah. score consistently. Can't and you know, I don't know. Turge Turge was never no offensive guru, but he usually would put up at least decent offenses. Yeah.
0: But we'd be pretty, seeing pretty similar.
3: Either way, we'd be seeing the weave.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: From Anthony Sue Kim, who are the best three players on the 24-25 basketball team?
3: Derek Queen, Julian Reese and
1: and somebody playing somewhere else currently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> DHS? could be dhs man he could, if you had to he made, name somebody on the roster it would have to be dhs may, yeah he, he might make the, the sophomore leap right he could we are like. I, think
3: I think he'll be a lot better next year i think yeah. he's still people just like they were too high on him coming out of high school they're too down on him now
1: i agree yeah. I, th- I think i think he's you can you can start to see the game slowing down for him a little bit he's not as afraid as he was before to kind of go at the hoop and make something happen. Like you could, you could still imagine kind of like a, at, at worst, like a Daryl Morsell kind of career. And that, that's not bad. You need guys like that. So it's valuable. Yeah. Uh,
0: Tillman Turp with the new big 10 tournament format coming next year, does missing the conference tournament next year, put hmm. Willard firing in play? I Do think I've heard every, so? every, I think I've heard every, Will
3: Willard job iteration of that. That does not include next year's Big Ten tournament and the new (laughs) format. But um, no, I mean, I don't think so. He's uh, he's got seven years, right? That'll be year three out of seven, mostly guaranteed. I mean, yeah, this year has been really rough. If next year is a disaster, you never know. Yeah, he's in a bad spot, but you know, to you to not make
0: the tournament, they have to be in the bottom three because the top fifteen make it. Yeah, if they're in the bottom three, think about what that record's going to look like. Maryland, I mean, it would be, it would be yeah. very yeah. ugly. Maryland's
1: just a
3: big. It's a big buyout. Is the only
1: Maryland thing. just never fires the pistol in that scenario. I mean, like, like I think there would be a really hot seat, especially because you'd obviously be losing Reese. You might be losing Queen. Like, if if you're talking about, you know, he built a roster this year, it didn't work if he builds another roster next year, that, that really doesn't work to the point that they don't make the big 10 tournament. I think there's going to be a lot of consternation, but I I just don't see Maryland pulling the trigger. They just don't. Yeah, they don't if, do they,
3: that. if they do that next year, I'm going to become an insurance salesman. It's
0: done. Tessa cap also asked how the players are feeling about Willard. Uh, we already did that. So let's skip that one. Boney Maroni asked, given, Our dire need for three-point shooters. Any chance Willard takes a look at Caitlin Clark? How how, very funny.
1: (laughs) She's only got one year
0: left, so no. If she had two years, maybe.
1: You're not getting a comment from anyone on the show about women's college basketball players playing in men's college basketball. I I just did.
0: I just did it. I just did it. All right. All right. Uh, Okay, so three more people with questions about which – point guard maryland's going to get next year suskerch q eight and Ncloiter. we've already covered it scroll back okay, let me put not- let me let me
1: let me take that let me let me let me bother jeff with this question out of the out of the big three as it were let's i nick lewis doesn't seem like it's, it's going to work out on either side but out of the other three who do you think would be the most who would you focus on if you were rebuilding this roster uh, you know, I,
3: I really love Chance Mallory's game. I love the little guys. He's got a lot of Anthony Cowan in him. Five nine though in the Big Ten is gonna be tough, especially defensively. Like Adam said earlier, it's hard to switch him on a six-five shooting guard. And really um, likes to switch a lot too. Yeah, exactly, which is kind of funny because he likes big physical guys and he's very enamored with Mallory. Maybe that tells you just how good he is. Uh so I would probably say Tyler Jackson, maybe just because he's you know he's got more size, more of a more of a scorer going to the basket, um, and you know, McKaden Lewis is also a really good player, but uh, I'd probably go Tyler Jackson as the you know maybe the highest impact guy potentially.
0: Uh, so there's a slight correction in the chat room. It's all about next year recruits, but Encloder asked, do Bryson Tucker or Connie Ruths give Give us another look after the DQ commitment, and I gotta let me go. I have an an uh, 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 addendum. Addendum. Addendum to this. Why am I? A corollary. How? how We
1: got lots of. I was
0: confused. I was mixing that in amendment. Addendum to this question, and we kind of talked about this in the chat. And then Paul, you made a comment in the thread that he's already signed, and I I was making the the joke that uh, Liam. Uh, what's his McNeely. name? McNeely at Indiana. Why doesn't Queen recruit him now? And Jeff said he already signed. But in the era of unlimited transfers, why does a no- letter of intent matter? Just transfer.
3: Like, yeah. who cares?
0: Nobody's who cares if he signs? No. You have Nobody's unlimited transfers. Just,
1: just do it.
3: Yeah, I mean, you still have to sit out a year. Why?
0: Um,
1: why? Because- it's un. And, and and I think I think a letter of intent you have to you have to play for that team for that season. Yeah. I think it's it's like a one year binding contract
3: unless they let you out of it. Which can I Roots, I mean, maybe, yeah, Howard, if Howard, Howard's hard. seat is on fire. So if he that would be an interesting one. He never really seemed to want to come home, but maybe seeing with Queen there, uh, that would be. Brayson Tucker, I don't think they ever have really gained a lot of traction with. So I'd be surprised, but yeah, I mean, you would take him. He's a you know, he's a potential first-round draft pick, local kid. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they've continued to kick the tires. But,
0: uh, you know, it's unlikely. Mr. Popo in the chat says, according to 24-7, Roots is unsigned, by the way. Hmm. I know he's so, committed to
3: Michigan. Maybe he didn't sign early. I, I, I kind of stopped paying attention. What's Maryland?
0: I just don't – I don't think, like, you signed a letter of intent. Okay. Well, you're just going to transfer
1: well, I mean, I think I would I would be shocked if they're not at least you know sending out a text or two to some of these guys and be like, hey, you sure? You know, yeah. like you know, Underwood just got fired from Ohio State. Like Finkelstein was talking about that one kid there, who's an excellent shooter. You know, I doubt you're just gonna, you know, roll up on a kid like that at that level, you know, and just pluck him at the end. But you got to at least poke around a little bit, right? I mean, yeah,
3: the focus is going to be. 99% on the portal though, no matter what, for two reasons. One, you got to win next year, so you need known commodities. You know exactly what they can do. He learned that. He learned that hard lesson this year. And two, in order to win next year with all that heat on you, you also need not just good players, but mature players. So if you bring in a guy like roofs it's kind of a thin forward. Those guys are more. You know they can do some things right away, but they're more upside guys and you know upside cannot be the focus as badly as he needs to win next year
1: and sorry i said underwood instead of holtman i got my underachieving midwestern big 10 coaches wrong my bad maryland owns is underwood
0: really underachieving though i mean he got there that program was in bad shape well it's just just funny that around
1: watching how consistently he gets killed by terrible maryland teams so yeah yeah. that's true he's good and bad at
3: the same time I don't don't know. But he did turn that program around.
1: He's, yeah, he's just got some, he got some turge energy to him, which which I think the Illinois faithful are maybe having a little bad time with these days. They're
0: still longing for the Bill self days, right? Okay. Dollar bill, man. Who knows what they had, right? Maryland band fan asks, what's going on with FA? And that's Oliogu, the 2025 recruit who may reclass to 24, Jeff. Yeah, like, um, so I reported a while
3: ago, months ago, that he was more likely to come to Maryland if Derek Queen goes because he wants to be playing around elite talent. So I think that helps them. I'm not 100% sure that they're pushing as hard for Oleogu as they were a few months ago. So And he's continuing to add new schools to his list. So I don't have him quite as high of a likelihood as before, but still not off the list by any stretch.
1: Can they afford to take a kid who can't shoot at this point? I mean, that's <laughs> – yeah. I mean, like, we don't need to beat around the bush. I mean, that's yeah. one of the holes in his game that's yeah. been pretty clear in overtime a lead, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It might not be the best fit because of that. They, they got to get shooters, like multiple shooters, no scholarships
0: available at the moment, as we said, so it might not be a great fit. Jerry, 2778. Was, was he born on February 778? I don't know. Jerry 2778 says, when will Jeff post the article that he teased yesterday? He's been sitting here refreshing since 7 a.m. Have you posted it? I think he posted that in the morning. Yeah, I posted yeah. it a long time ago, long, many hours ago. Okay, there you go, Jerry. DC Terp says, is there any particular reason that Rodney Rice hasn't committed yet? Is he waiting for something or just doing due diligence? Um, is he? De- I mean, that, it's not definitely coming yet, right?
3: The portal's not open yet, is yeah, it? Yeah, portal's not open,
0: and you have seen some guys like
3: like Mikey Williams uh, verbally announce where they're going, which is funny because the portal's not open, so how could they have been recruiting you? Uh, right. So There's no it,
1: tampering at all going on there. He just, yeah, so, just chose a place. You know. But, no,
3: I would say he would have committed by now. I think the delay is probably – no, probably. The delay is more on Maryland's side of things, uh, so, you know, I think – if he does, if he's not committed early when the portal opens, which I believe is like March 18th, uh, then that'll be interesting.
1: And Jeff also mentioned Maryland does not currently have a scholarship open, so that's that's a little bit of a technicality at least till the season's over.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. JD Turp 08 says probably graduated in 08 was not born in 08. Okay, JD Terp 08 says when is DQ coming on the pod? Trust me, I've been asking that for a year, my friend.
1: Yeah, he's he's tough, man. He's
3: not a talker. Like, everybody who knows him well says he's this goofy, uh, colorful guy. When it comes to interviews, he does them here and there, but they're rare and very short. Obviously, we will be uh, doing our best to get him, though, and I'm sure we'll get him on before
0: long. Finally, a football question from Hager. Do you have an update on Malik Washington or any football recruiting news? Washington would be great for football recruiting.
3: No real news in general. This is the quiet period, or dead period, I should say. No visits taking place. Uh, so this is this is not really, you know, you in May and June is when it really heats up, as we know. Uh, in terms of Malik Washington, I don't think there's any real news. Same thing as last time I said. Uh, obviously, he's the quarterback from Archbishop Spalding, and Maryland desperately wants. Uh, so the same thing though. I think they're, you know, somewhat, somewhat like. The basketball was with Queen. I think they're quietly pretty confident on Malik Washington, but uh, no new developments.
1: Spring football in a couple weeks. Yeah, looking forward to that.
0: Okay, now we are done with chat with uh, message board questions. We're going to the chat. We're going really long here, so let's try to get to the point with the answers and get through these. Uh, From John Humphreys, will Chance Stevens work himself into the lineup next year?
3: There's no way to say, you know, he's got a
0: beautiful stroke, but we keep seeing
3: these videos, and and that's in the open gym. I can make some in the open gym. So, you know, he's a wild card. It's just we have to wait and see what what he can do in in every
0: other aspect of the game. Uh, JJ Woodson asks, what's the temperature on Juju transferring?
3: Uh, I wrote what I'm hearing about that on the site. So it was on – tonight, or if you're listening to the podcast, Thursday. So there's a scoop for you.
0: Dave 051448 says, as much as the defense is great and the offense is weak, do you think those metrics are exaggerated just because of the way Willard employs his press to slow down the game and both teams get less shots?
3: Yeah, probably a little bit. I mean, realistically, but.
1: That stuff kind of evens itself out, though, with, other teams do that too. I mean, it's, you know, talking about 300 and some teams, like it's gonna, you're gonna have all different types of tempo and thing that's going to affect those type of metrics.
0: Yeah. Uh, It helps, but yeah. This was in response. We were talking about the uh, letter of intent stuff. When was the last time a school refused to release you from your NLI?
3: That's a good point. Call their bluff, make it public. What are they going to do?
0: Yeah. Um okay. Here's this is kind of interesting, Antoine Cuff, who's gonna be the highest rated player in the NCAA football game for Maryland. It's coming out in the Roman Roman yeah. Hemby, right? June. Trust me,
3: I know. Yeah. Me and my son have been waiting for this for yeah. I told him we're gonna I'm gonna be very pale next summer on this show because we're just gonna be in a dark room playing NCA all the time. But
1: uh I gotta say Hemby, so
3: Hemby Hemby, right, Paul?
1: I'm trying to think. Um and probably maybe maybe Trader gets a shout. Um, Prather, Caden Prather, or I was to say Dante Trader, but but Prather as well potentially. Yeah. Um
0: Some defensive guys could be high, right? Yeah, um, I mean, they don't have like a star. They got a yeah, lot of a lot of good like guys. The
3: but, overall talent level has gone up, which is huge. But there's not. There's not that Talia kind of star. Yeah, there's yeah. no
1: certainly nobody that like that's not us would recognize. You know, Hippolyte is we know that's who I was gonna player, say, but but nobody's recognizing him as like a preseason all you know all Big Ten kind yeah. of guy. You know, like I don't think we really have any of those guys that are at least the obvious ones uh, coming back at this point.
3: Yeah, I will say if they know what they're doing, they'll have. Um, oh my God, where am I blanking? The St. Francis transfer, the linebacker came in last year. The D2 kid.
1: Oh, um, uh, Donnell Brown.
3: Thank you. Donnell Brown, if they know what they're doing, they'll have him really high because I think he'll be a star next year.
1: He'll be one of those great edge rushers who's got like a high speed, you know, a high acceleration number that like, you know, even though he's like a 72 and you just use him and get like 30 sacks during a season. Oh, I'm so excited for this goddamn game, dude. I'm. I, I don't know if I could do podcasts once that game comes out. Like, we might need to take like a break.
0: Uh, the podcast will be us watching us play the game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: probably going to get divorced. Like, it, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be bad.
0: How does a player get rated so high when they can't shoot? I think Adam actually kind of covered that with DHS specifically, talking about how he was able to kind of bully people in high school, but now that in college people have time to. You know, prep for him they're they're forcing him off of his dominant hand and that kind of stuff is there anything else to
1: add no, to that i
3: don't or? think that's pretty pretty accurate
1: it's yeah. also just hard to project forward you know a guy like kaiser's got a beautiful stroke you don't know if it's going to translate a guy like Lamoth hits 14 threes in that one game for saint francis and you know certainly doesn't look like a natural shooter to me so yeah
0: here we go this is kind of a good one do we, from Dave051448, do we have enough NIL after Reese and Queen to get good portal guards?
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, Julian Reese is going to have to get himself a nice hefty raise. This off so you're going to have to shell out. He's got a lot of value. So, uh, you know, I don't know if they'll be going after the elite elite, but at least – more, you know, high-level proven commodities than last year. So I and think guard- you know, Willard has been raising money. He, I mean, he's not an idiot. He, he He's desperate. You have to win next year. So you got to do whatever it takes.
1: Plus guards aren't as expensive typically as the elite bigs. And then, you know, you're also got Jameer and, and Dante moving on. So that gives you some money back to play with.
3: They won't be up there with like, like Georgetown has a huge, they just, they're just throwing money around uh Villanova Kansas is they're they're never going to be in that or I shouldn't say never but they're not near that now but I think it has the operation is improving how's that working out for Georgetown yeah I think they have three big East wins in like the last five years or something like
1: that it's crazy it's crazy I mean you think it's bad here this season take a look down take a look down at Georgetown man it's just it could get so much worse
3: the difference is you can be really bad when you're somewhat irrelevant. When you're Maryland, you're in the Big Ten with more of a spotlight. Yeah. And there's
0: just a few more fans than Georgetown has. You can't be that bad. That's yeah. True. Just a few. Multiple people have asked this, Jeff, what does vitamin water mean? And that's in reference to Derek Queen committing and Mike Loxley posting. It was it hashtag vitamin water for Derek Queen? I think I have a guess what it means, but do you want to? What do you think it means? It's he's he's like uh you know replenishing the fluids of Maryland basketball, right? Like he's he's the the necessary like revitalization of the program. That's I what I, I thought. I don't think it's I mean, that.
3: Um I think it's an inside thing with him and these recruits, you know. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I I'd want to get a little more information before I try to say exactly what it means. It's it's a it's a branding thing though. He's he's Locks is a marketer. He's trying to do something unique along with this whole make my top 10 lists or top yeah, top 10 list thing that he's doing, where you know he's not really allowed to name names because it'd be an NCA recruiting violation, but he's or like he did with the during COVID with the late night with Locks, like he know he knows how to get a little bit of buzz going. So that's what that's about. In terms of what it means, we'll see um if they come out with that.
0: Okay. Well, this almost reminds me of when we used to do the Larry has to decipher rap lyrics segment. So it was kind of like that, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We need to bring that back. I forgot about that. We do part. need to bring that back. That was a lot of fun. Okay. Last one. This has already been covered pretty much. Can Reese and Queen both start? Wouldn't they be occupying the same space? Uh, they're both going to start. If they're both here, they're both going to start.
3: It's going to be interesting. They um... – You know, they obviously think they can make it work just like they did with Hunter Dickinson last year with the Twin Towers approach. Maybe they can be like the Timberwolves, the one NBA team I see still doing it with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. The only team just able to thrive uh, somehow with that 1980s philosophy. But, yeah, I mean, it's a challenge on both ends, right? Uh, Offensive end, if neither one of them are outside shooters and then defensively, who's going to be guarding a smaller guy and stuff like that? So.
0: Well, everybody's playing one style, and you're the one team doing it different. Maybe maybe it gets you wins. It's gotten them wins, but it hasn't gotten a lot of yeah. if, you're, if You're too slow in basketball.
3: You're too slow, right? But uh, that's going to be – yeah, that's a million-dollar question.
1: I'd still rather have that problem than not have that problem. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, beggars Where'd can't be choosers here. Exactly. You know what I mean?
0: That is it. We've gotten through them all. So well done! Thank you everybody for participating. Thank you everybody for joining us today. We've had a nice crowd the entire show. Everyone even stayed through the non-res report, which is. Before
1: we'll you be leave, very proud
0: before yeah. you leave. Click subscribe on YouTube. I was just going to say Please. that. Yes, listen. It's so to Jeff. easy. It's just listen a to button. your leader. It's just a button. Man. <laughs> Excuse me. They're so fired up about it. And you can't. I was choked Free. up, <laughs> choked up, so emotional. Yes, subscribe, hit like, all that kind of stuff, please. Very much appreciated. And that has that's the end of our mailbag episode. We'll probably be back. Do they play on Wednesday next week? I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: The basketball schedule's just completely blown our, our pod yeah. schedule off. And I'm sorry for that because we got in such a groove doing those Wednesdays every week, and everybody yeah. just Knew when we were going to be around, and now it's all screwed up. So we'll try and fix that, but you know we're a bit at the mercy of the Big Ten yeah. when it comes to that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Not to
0: complain about the schedule like Kevin Willer does, but
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know we're up late doing this podcast, man. It's tough. Can't put the kids to bed. Yeah. He is bedtime
0: bed for us old guys. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Geri-adrics. I played. I played in a poker tournament this weekend, and I qualified for the senior event. <laughs> I was like, what? They're having the Potomac Poker Open at, at the Harbor Town. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I had a long weekend because Monday was off. I'm like, I'm going to go play some poker. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But I played it and made it for a long time and didn't cash. So
1: there you yeah. go. Well, yeah, you know, Lost 400 bucks. Such is life, boys. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. I'm going to... Say maybe Wednesday. I don't remember the schedule off the top of my head. One, We will have a show We will likely
1: be back next week at some point. I don't, the, I don't
3: think the players even and coaches know the schedule at this point of this season.
1: Yeah. we are
0: just like, oh, we'll just play it by ear. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Wh- whether it's next week, whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, or the week after, or what have you, we will make it widely known. And we will see you next time. This is IMS Radio.